that's exact. Well, I was at Big W and I picked it. Should should we just? Yeah, let's just, we roll. just cold open this. Like, is yeah, this the cold open? That sounds good. Like, because we're like, this is a good natural conversation. Um, so should I keep going? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So I went to Big W. I picked myself up a PlayStation Five controller, the DualSense. Wanted to try that out uh, on some Steam you games. Mr. Moneybags that... over here. Well, I mean, I had the entire amount for a PlayStation 5 saved, so what else am I going to do? Um, and so Buy your wife something nice. <laughs> that's that's kind of what I'm doing with it, although it's not exactly something nice. It's more, uh, you know, spending money on actual needs rather than wants. But anyway. <laughs> um, and, I, yeah, so Big W, I was like, I'm here. I'm buying a controller. I may as well ask if you have one. And the lady, uh, no, she was like, she was astonished that like games and stuff could sell out. You know, she was like, <laughs> what technology, <laughs> this devil box has been sold out. All the children have money now. Who gives them money? Back in my day, a penny used to get, no, nah, she was actually, she, she seemed like she was, you know, just. Just your average. So you don't go to PS Five, Michael. Did you, you did you snag one with your industry uh, connections? No, I don't think my I don't think my industry was connected in any way to it, like Hungry Jacks was, and I've definitely entered that competition. <laughs> I did see I've, you enter like some competitions. I've entered so many in the hope of winning a PS Five, but I never win anything. Well, you might. Like, this could be your big break. you got to be in it to win it, as they say. What about you, Adrian? Have you got your paws on what? I, I do not. I am waiting. I have a pre-order for 2021. <laughs> so I assume either I'll get it when they, like, I guess I'm just in a queue. Yeah. And then whenever it, uh, whenever my name comes up, uh, that's when I'll get it. So uh, I'm just waiting. I- I did read that because of the demand of the pre-orders, um, in-store stock was redirected to people who were waiting. Yeah, like so, I don't think there was any in-store stock. Yeah, you couldn't go in and get one because they were like, well, it's not fair. We have so many back-ordered, like, it's all backed up. Tr- time to get it to Adrian Vinci. Yes. Little boy just waiting. I'm sure he's like, oh, he's probably like eight years old. His parents, are and, then, <laughs> and he comes, twenty-eight-year-old Adrian busy with a big beard. He's like, "Where's my PS5? I got my Mountain Dew. I got my Doritos. Where's my PS5?" I thought uh, you said he, it was a boy. Well, the letter we received in crayon. One to... <laughs> PS5, please put aside, dear Santa. The E was back to front. And give me bug snacks. I am a child. Okay, I did. I don't know if it's just because the grass is greener, but I watched a video of Bugs Snacks and I'm like, I could do that. I can play this now. I think I can play this. <laughs> is it on pre-gen consoles at all? Because it's on uh, PS Plus as part of, like, I think it's a free game for PS Plus, but I don't know if it's only PS Five. It's not on PS Four, as far as I'm aware. It is on PC. Oh, it okay. is because that's oh old gen. I didn't know that. I saw it on. Uh, I think it was on epic store it's going to it's going there really that's yes that is not the place i would have picked it everything's going to store matthew you don't know 
I've heard they're making a deal with Steam to put TF2 on Epic soon. Oh. What? That's a joke. Okay. Oh. I believe, like, <laughs> you were so dry with that delivery. I was like, what? Why would they do that? Yeah, that'd be a big one. Uh, so none of us have PS5. So sorry, guys. No, uh, no, no updates, news, reviews on the PS5. But how does the dual sense feel? Well, it it feels it feels so like Nintendo. Good. Don't wait. Hold on. Sorry, wrong. I got my slogans mixed. That's Sega. Come on, buddy. No, it, it does feel so good. Um, but the only game that I have, and we'll go through what games that we've been playing. But basically, I jump on my PC, open up Steam. You know, it's got the big picture thing. According to you know the forums, I can use uh, like PS4 settings with the PS5 controller. Sick. Awesome. Let's go. Uh, and then it's like you're installed the games with controller zero. Ah, oh, damn it! So I need to download something or figure out if I can get it to work with the maybe Xbox app, which is more of a sin. Um, well, while we're talking about the consoles, uh, should we talk about Cyberpunk now? Yeah, that's actually what I was thinking as well. Because you want to, you want to, we've been hyping it all year since, when was it? March, I think, first, then June, (laughs) then, I don't know, whenever it was, we've lost track at this point. We're talking about playing this game. It's been on this whole year's agenda. But Matthew, what do you want to do with it? Well, we're not going to be able to play it this year, no matter what, because it comes out in the middle of December and... Like, that's not going to be enough to rate it. So the earliest we could do is January. So I'm thinking, what if we add another month or two? And why, why don't we put it off until we all have a PS5 and we can actually play it the way that God intended? I am okay with this because I, I'll do it for the podcast if necessary, but I did want to... I'm basically putting off every every like big release that I don't actually feel like I need to play ASAP until next year so cyberpunk demon souls uh spider-man 2 etc etc so i'm okay i'm happy with that that's fine by me it just depends when we all get consoles yeah (laughs) so it's a it's just currently will be pinned to a floating date in the future 2021 finally much much like our yeah ps5 pre-order is that... So then, what do we do instead? We got to figure out. Well, we have to figure out the December game anyway. Well, we can tussle with that now if you want, or we can do that off air as the you know the biz- business. We can do it now. Yeah. What what have we been talking about? A few. Should we put? Should we each put one forward and then uh, make a case for it, and either let people vote or a vote amongst ourselves? Um, I mean, I I guess we've we've tried that before, and it hasn't actually been that successful uh, in the past. Much like this uh, podcast as a whole. Uh, <laughs> no, this podcast is pretty good. Although, like, I do realize where we like like some episodes come out, and it like the support of just like listeners is really cool. But um, and then other times you don't get a free PS five and it's like, what the heck is the point of this thing? <laughs> Why am I talking about games? If I'm not getting free games, right? Exactly. Why do game if no game? Hmm? 
Okay, uh, well, did we do a numbered a, 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 a 10 special this year? I'm trying to remember because we, we predetermined everything. Because uh, we could make this month's one like our usual like 10 special, like something different, something a little um, spicy. So it's our special month? Yeah. We often like okay. do like a board game or something out of the. I, I mean, the two I've been like having in the back uh, on the back burner for that kind of thing was A. League of Legends and B Rocksmith. But happy to have those vetoed. My other suggestion, because the theme was like great games, you know, games you gotta play before you die, kind of thing. And uh I I'd put forward Undertale. I think Undertale is probably like it's the most hyped um thing, but is it is it a cult game? Does it fit into oh, yeah, the sure. category of cult game? Because if you guys still want to chase the cult dragon for the next year's theme, you might want to keep that in your pocket, you know? Yeah. Uh, I do agree with that. So well, what other suggestions do you have then? I have a list of games here, and I oh. want you to tell me what they have in common. Okay. okay. The Division. World of Warcraft, Max Payne, Icewind Dale, Mafia 2, and Batman Arkham Origins. They all have vowels in the name. <laughs> He's uh, got it. I'm going to go with consonants myself. Um, I reckon they all have, in one point of the game or another, they have snow. They have a Christmas theme. Well done. <laughs> oh. All those games uh, fit in if you want a Christmassy game that is not like The Grinch, <laughs> because we did that in our, the Grinch our first year. That was. Oh, yeah. It was, was like early. Early. Wow. It was like episode three or five or something. Oh, I was going to say episode three. Dang it. That, that Grinch stole my Christmas that year. That was yeah. one of the worst games we have ever played. But a bunch of those games I just named, we've played Max Payne before, um, but the rest, uh, you've even got, uh, what have we got in there? World of Warcraft, Costume Quest, Grubbins on Ice. <laughs> what don't I have to spend money on is the question. That's um, a good point. <laughs> well, I mean, are you talking Icewind Dale or are you saying we have a, you know, a, a small campaign between us here of the brand new 5th edition Rhyme of the Frost Maiden <laughs> Icewind Dale Yo, expansion D&D episode finally. I mean, that Christmas D and D. If it can be Christmas themed, and so, we can record it for out for the episode, Christmas D and D is. It, I'm can, happy. Can we with do this. like a Christmas one shot? Yeah, well, we just turn Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden into uh, a whole campaign. Will turn to a one shot. Well, is it a campaign or is it an if adventure? It, if it's easy enough to do. I would like to DM. Yeah. Ooh, I am down. I would down. like to DM a Christmas-themed one-shot. God, I am keen. I'm trying to see, uh, like the, like the synopsis of it. Um, so it's from levels one to twelve. That's, that's a campaign. Really, that's a yeah. That's. A I'm sure campaign. if you did some googling, Michael, you could find like a. A Christmas or a snow-themed um, one-shot. I'm sure there'd be plenty. 
or if you're daring enough, you can craft your own. Because I think I think Dungeons and Dragons, or like yeah, if you want to craft your. I remember once upon a time you w- were trying to pursue a Star Wars tabletop role playing game. I reckon if you could find Christmas themed tabletop role playing game, that's that's like everything combined. That's you got your special, like it's not a video game. You got your Christmas, and then you've also got if you get D and D. I feel like that's something that like that's something to review. It's not a game, I have here, game at all, but <laughs> after one single Google, I have a PDF of the night before Wintermas. <laughs> Wintermas. Beautiful. This story is a Christmas theme one shot designed and balanced for a party of five characters at level five. Good lord. That's actually really good. Is that five E? It is based on, yeah, fifth edition rule set, which basic rules are available for <sighs> Yes. Okay. Nah, okay. I love it. I love it, but I think we should leave this in viewers' hands. If you like any of the suggestions we've made, I think if all else fails, we default to D and D. But if someone jumps in and says, "No, no, no, no," I want to see, I want to see you guys' thoughts on just the game Icewind Dale, or on, uh, I want to see, I want to see you guys play the Grinch again. You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe we can no, see no, no. that too. Whoever, can... s- whoever says we're doing the Grinch again is going to get blocked from our social media. <laughs> I'll unblock you. Don't worry. Oh, you won't let me have any fun. Oh, at the detriment to our sexy listeners. Um, but speaking of D and D, Matt, you got some. Uh, you got is that a tear in your eye? I no. It was. It's satisfaction. It's just a warm grin, like not a smirk, nothing cheeky, just that like happiness, satisfaction, uh, because. Well, of course, Adrian, as my dungeon master, you know that I have finally completed, we have finally completed a Dungeons & Dragons campaign from 1 to 20 asterisks. <laughs> 20 asterisks. Yeah, well, cl- close enough. <laughs> we we didn't technically hit 20. But, but you did play level 20 characters. Yeah, and we did the, like, we did the story arc of a 1 to 20. Uh, you just... Uh, obviously didn't account for how good we are at breaking game. God, and you got a taste of that over the weekend too. Yeah, because I I also have Dungeon Master. And then it, that's why I'm like, yeah, Michael needs to DM the Christmas one because then we will all be the Dungeon Masters. And that way we are, instead of being, you know, the sub and the dom, it's just master, master, master in in a loop. <laughs> dom, dom, dom. Exactly. Dim, dim, dim. Uh, but yes, so that's like that's a gaming achievement to complete Dungeons and Dragons. It's been a year long journey. Like it is so like you can ask so many people. Like it's easy to play D and D, and it's easy to finish an arc of D and D, but it's so hard to like finish. Keep everyone like, engaged, especially as adults. Keep everyone engaged, like, and also be creative enough to actually keep up. A campaign for levels one through twenty. But the first half was pre-made. It was Storm King's Thunder, but the second half was um, made by me, um, inspired by. Not that it matters, because, <laughs> but uh, YouTuber Mr. Rex, I think it's Mr. Rex, uh, taught me a lot about the D and D world, and I was like, well, now I need to show everyone through gameplay, and that's what oh, we do learned you know about. How, 
annoying it is as well. Like, once we got into space, because you took us into uh, D&D space. space. D&D space. Uh, but there were so many things that it's like, because I also listened to Mr. X. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> it was like, I don't know. The, I don't know the secret here. I don't know the secret here. But, Michael, we will play D&D together in some capacity. If not the Christmas special, there might be another campaign option opening up soon that you can join in on. Just the friendship special. (laughs) Um, But speaking of medieval worlds with magic in it, it's not as smooth of a segue, okay? You've been, Adrian has been fantastic and has been segueing into my topics. So I'm, I'm you get points for trying. Uh, so uh, what was our last game that we played for the pod? I don't remember. I blocked it from my mind. <laughs> it was kind of uh, like D and D, like high fantasy, yeah, magic. Um, you know, you were there were dungeons. And yeah. there were dragons. Just and, one. Um, it took many, many hours of your life. What do you mean, just one? You didn't fight Flemeth? Uh, no, Flemeth is Bay. <laughs> yes, it was Dragon Age Origins. We played it last month. It was a long, grueling month for everyone. And I just want to put it on the record because I already sent it to you in private, but I put it on the record. I goofed and we played the wrong thing. Why yeah. is that, Michael? <laughs> because we should have played Dragon Age Inquisition. It is a better game. How? Because yeah. you've been playing it since that. How have you, far have you gotten? What are you into? How are you feeling about it? Look, I'm not as far along because it's much bigger. So Origins has that in its favor. We would have not gotten through Inquisition, but I did get through Origins quite comfortably. And I was surprised that it wasn't as actually as long as I remembered. Whereas Inquisition is very beefy, but it's it feels much nicer. Um, which always like that's always a busy boy gripe. You know, if a game is clunky, it gets in the way. Even if I still prefer Origins story, it's a much clunkier game, and I goofed. Look, I'm sorry, but. I stand by that it still is like a classic, and Inquisition isn't like a classic yet. It's just a good game. But if if Inquisition is better than Origins, and we were picking the best games, you, you made a mathematical error there, like logically. <laughs> but <laughs> that's like saying we should play we should play Twilight Princess ahead of Ocarina of Time. No, because you're implying Twilight Princess is better than Ocarina of Time, and how dare you? How it dare is, you? It is, <laughs> how dare you? It is better to play. It is like it handles better. I mean, as I long think, as you're not on Wii. I think Inquisition is just overall a better game, but you know, a debate the for story. another time. The stories are well, better. That's but what it I is was. Better. I wanted to add. Uh, so I said at the end of the podcast episode of Dragon Age Origins that uh, a plague upon your houses, Bioware. Uh, but then I said in in good faith, and I actually I may have said this like after the episode. So, uh, but I was like, you know what, I will um, I'll get Inquisition because it's unspecial, and I only played it a very short amount. I didn't play much just because I haven't been able to fit it in. 
but I want to play more because it's actually fun to play. And the storyline is not just a middle finger at your face, which is incredible. It's actually like a, oh, no, something bad happened. Here, let me help you up. Instead of Dragon Age Origins, which is a masochist stream. So, uh, yeah, we should have played Inquisition. From a from a newcomer's perspective, we should have played Inquisition. But you would have been in the dark, mate. You wouldn't have known left from right Sometime, in Ferelden. I think if we've learned anything from Bloodborne Dark Souls, it, it is that sometimes, like, despite how good the original might be, sometimes you've got to let people go their own way and, you know, maybe play that later one so they can get invested through a modern, through modern mechanics and, you know, more fluid and more thought out design, et cetera, and then go backwards and maybe have to put up with it. I think that's, that's nope. something here where it's like, you know, if you just try and go cold into Dark Souls now, maybe you like it, maybe you don't, depending on who you are. But if you jump into Bloodborne first or you jump into Dragon Age Inquisition, you get invested because it's a little more modern, little maybe a little easier depending on how you look at it. Um, but then you go back and you go, ah, that's why this one's a classic. What's interesting, though, is that if I had been introduced to Bloodborne ahead of Dark Souls, I don't think I would have gotten into it because I don't like Bloodborne very much. All right, well, yeah, that's welcome a, that's to the new podcast of... featuring just Adrian and Matt. <laughs> I was like, say, that's, a, that's clearly a matter of taste because the the world of Bloodborne in its, like, three paragraphs that it has, it's a very, like, they didn't do much... They just they set it down on the counter, and it is I want to say twenty times better than the World of Dragon Age. Like I would say. play, I probably play, I play Dark Souls, play Dark Souls three ahead of Bloodborne. Yeah, I mean that's and that's, but is that a game design or is that like a, a, a an aesthetic thing or a game play thing? I would I'd say it's a game play thing. It's not it's about because you can't turtle your weak ass. Like, it's very cool. <laughs> That's yeah, I want to turtle. I want a sword and border. There's and a the shield cart. in there. There's a shield in there. That's a joke. You know it. <laughs> but you can you can do it. I want to see you do a, a shield playthrough. I don't know if you can parry with the shield, but I need to see if possible. I reckon we should try it. I reckon you and I should. I think it's possible, That's... right? Because you go shield and then you, you go gun in the other hand, but you try and just do a gun build, right? Like a blood tinge build. Can you Can you put it in that hand? I thought it was in your gun hand. I thought, okay, I thought, I, I assumed it was opposite to the gun, but I, I, I never used it because I ain't a bitch. <laughs> well, maybe it's like <laughs> oh, Dark Because Dark Souls, you can you can chuck a uh, shield in the other hand, right? Can you? Yeah, yeah, but be. that's because, like, that, that, um, it's more flexible. I'm pretty sure Bloodborne is left hand gun, right hand weapon. Maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm, I don't know. Remembering I'm wrong. I and I'm We're just so everyone knows. I ain't, I ain't replaying Bloodborne until the PS5 comes out anyway because I want to play. Yeah, on that's that. that's what I was gonna say. All right, which is okay. This sounds like it's a very cheap for segue, but I, it, it's legit. Okay, so once we get the PS5, we should do this stream. We should do this challenge stream because I have a stream. <laughs> I'm down with that. Uh, okay, um, and I want to say that because I know a lot of people these days are like Facebook, ew. Uh, but we have a Discord, and we've now had our first, I want to say, stranger come into it recently. <laughs> um, and so right now, for you guys, you can see the specific Twitch uh, voice channel that we're in. No one else can see that. Only us three can see that. Um, Special secret room. Yes. 
so what's the name of your stream, Matt? Well, so I'm Mega Matt X on Twitch. Is that just it? Am I just Twitch TV slash Mega Matt X? I believe uh, so. EX, uh, not just X. So it's like as if you have in the Pokemon trading card game uh, Pokemon called Matt, and then it is Mega X evolved. Uh, OP. But the reason that I'm saying that is because that is our current navigation to our Discord, the No Time to Grind Discord. Uh, and also the navigation not. to the sub button for Matt. But that's separate. <laughs> Well, that's if you want. Uh, we've been doing a lot of, and this just this is just it. I got to tell the truth. I'm sorry to take this away from you, but I got to tell the truth. We've been playing a lot of Phasmophobia on there, just because it is like the best game. So it's me, my wife, my cousin, and my Adrian. <laughs> uh, those are all the important <laughs> figures in your life, right? Yeah, those are the three big ones. Uh, yeah, so we've been playing Phasmophobia on there. So I have. A few clips of me screaming and uh, and I have a few microphone. clips on there of calling your cousin an idiot. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> uh, actually, now that I think about it, how come uh, Michael hasn't dropped in while we've been streaming? Let's Yo, start that. Phasmophobia is great. That's what we've been playing heaps of. Because like no one, season. you wouldn't honestly know what. No one's told me when you've gone live. I'm just you. F- you follow, so you get the notification. No, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be honest. You didn't tell anyone. I didn't know for like the first few nights that you were streaming until <laughs> you, until you, you dropped so a you clip. I didn't even know How you guys we... playing Phasmophobia until I figured it out. So <laughs> thanks for that one. But You're do like, you have oh, it? Oh, Let's be honest. Adrian's you buy? online playing Phasmophobia. Oh, it's like Matt's online $20. playing Phasmophobia. Oh. It's really good. It's for what it like. There's so many games that are like early access, and you're like, wow, this is really good for a bit. This has like quite strong um, replayability. Like, yeah, presence. Like, Even though it's, like it's, it's the all same about thing mind. over and over, it's still it's varied enough that it's still interesting. Like we're basically <clears throat> ready to go pro. I'm assuming there'll be a pro league with this game, just because if you're not, what are you doing? But um. Like we're always playing like professional level on like the big maps when usually, uh, depending how I feel, and um, like absolutely dominating it, and it's still fun. Cause I guess part social, part like puzzle. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like, um, and also it, fear. It's a puzzle game. It's a puzzle game, but then you are your biggest obstacle because you got to get over your own fear. Like, and some days I walk in and I'm like, oh, I don't even, oh, oh God, I can hear the air conditioning in the house. I don't want to get it. I'm going out back to the truck. And then other di- days I walk in, I'm like, yo, Thomas, Thomas, you bitch, where's my money? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I recommend we might play it after this. So if you yeah, join in. You mean the listeners? They're not going to be able to. No, I mean. You got to edit, edit the podcast first. You know that, right? Well, why don't we just record it live? Duh. I mean, that would be kind of interesting, except the fact that the podcast is an audio format and the stream is visual. You stick up a logo or something. You're a smart boy. Well, I stick, stick. took what? my money and I bought Spider-Man Miles Morales. Ah, oh, cheaped PS4. out on the PS4 version. But let me tell you, let me walk you through it. It's uh, So here in Australia, AB Games had a sale where if you traded it into a game, you get it for 40 bucks. Uh, probably the best version of that sale because it starts at, even on PS4, $95. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's big bucks. It's big bucks. Next year, And let me tell insane. you, 
it is not a big game. No. Are you already done? done? No, but I was surprised to see after doing like two story missions and I've just been running around like doing like stuff in the world, I'm already at like 20% and I've only played for like maybe three hours. What has more content, Crash 3 or or Miles Morales? Uh, Miles would still do because I'm nearly finished uh, Crash after barely any time at all as well. Yeah, Crash is real good. Um, It is much easier than Crash 1 and 2 in my memory. Here's the thing. I reckon it would be easier to complete Crash 3 in terms of complete the levels. But it's got to be miles <laughs> easy to um, beat uh, to 100%. Yes. Uh, There's challenge there if you want it. But if you just want like a run through of all the levels, uh, I'm, I'm making like good pace. But I get angry at it and my wife doesn't like when I <laughs> she makes me on, stop is Sp- playing. Is this Spider-Man or Crash? <laughs> Crash. Oh, Spider-Man but- is like... Spider-Man is really good. Like, it, we loved the first Insomniac Spider-Man. Uh, and it's just it's just more with, like, new mechanics. And even on the PS4, it runs like a dream. That's it good. looks amazing. My PS4 doesn't sound like it's about to take off. Um, they've obviously, like, optimized the engine. Um, and it loads much quicker as well than the original one. You even on what? the same console, uh, on the same hardware. Yeah. I'm ignoring it. I don't want to know. <laughs> I'm pretending yeah, you I'm did gonna... not say that or at least said the opposite. Because <laughs> I don't. I really want to. There's just one screenshot I saw of PS4 version, PS5 version, and I'm like, I need. Uh, I, don't, I don't want. I don't want the PS4 graphics to sully my eyes. <laughs> like. Look, I've seen the differences as well, and I think that ray tracing and more reflections. Is like eh. minimalistic improvement. No. <laughs> yeah, it's still an amazing game on my TV. I'm like, wow, like it's it's we've hit that point on the PS4 where remember like Last of Us coming out on PS3, like that real end game. After all these years, they're like maxing it out, and it's not chugging, and it's like, oh, this is like the swan song of the PS4. Yeah. Which is why we're going to do the Bloodborne stream on PS5 because when you play on PS4, it does a little chug-a-lug. <laughs> oh, God, does it chug-a-lug. And I now get the PS5 version of Miles Morales, so I'm all sorted for 40 bucks. Boom. Fair, like that's that's It's pretty good. I will agree. But um, still, I, re- like, I really... I, and maybe I am overhyping the PS5. Actually, I definitely am overhyping the PS5. But it's just something that my soul needs. Yeah, like I have this 4K TV. I've been like like missing out because I haven't upgraded my PC to 4K and all that kind of stuff. I feel like I'm lagging behind and I'm like the PS5 is the next milestone in like clarity. And I'm, yeah, I don't think I've ever actually watched anything on my screen in 4K. So I'm keen to see if there is a, a noticeable difference. Um, going back to Crash though I want to tell you what I've been doing because I okay. I thought I had because um, I've definitely played it before the Insane Trilogy apparently I must have traded it in at some point um, so I went back and I was like cool played through the first one and the second one and now I'm up to the third one 
and I'm trying to 100% it, but I didn't 100% the first ones. I just finished them. Yeah. Um, maybe if I have time, I'll go back, but I'm definitely probably going to trade the game back in once I'm done, just because I um, would rather spend the money on uh, PS5 games when that happens. But yeah. uh, there is, it's, yeah, it's pretty easy to just get through. And there's, there's not even that much challenge so far in the 100%ing in, or like getting all the crystals and gems and stuff. I've done, I've been skipping the time trials for now. I'm sure that's where it gets incredibly hard. But just to get through the game, it's it does feel like the easiest so far. And the 100%ing so far doesn't feel too hard. And I'm like 34% through collecting stuff. So. I think it's because it is the main difficulty that I can think of with Crash is got to be like, you know, when I think of a hard Crash level, I think of that uh, in Crash 1, the long road where it's just that bridge yeah. and you fall off and you die. Like, and that's not, hard, like, it's janky. It's it's not. It's not, yeah. And you know what? Like, it's a, not Dark Souls, it's Neo. There's a few <laughs> things like that in Crash where it's like, this isn't hard to do it's like it's the this isn't my fault this is the game's fault kind of thing yeah that's that's how crash one like the hardest parts of crash one felt um which i've done the opposite of what you've done you went crash one two and now three uh so i started playing crash four i don't know if i said that in the last extra episode um and it is so hard i have let a friend borrow it without finishing it like it's just i and part of it is my fault because i'm like I think I stopped playing because I couldn't complete a bonus level in in a level. You could I could have just skipped that, but I didn't. I had to like, if I can't do the bonus level, then I can't do the whole level. What's the point? Uh, uh, Crash for us, like I I believe that is harder in terms of the like you need to be good. It's the Dark Souls of platform. No. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good though. I, I do wish I'd played the original though. I just, I thought I had access to it, but I don't. So that's all right for now. Um, how, what else have you guys been playing? Well, I am currently, you know how I'm playing RuneScape. You still on that RuneScape as, grind? As, 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 well, I'm on a new RuneScape grind. I'm currently playing, uh, it's I don't know. So it's called uh, leagues, specifically leagues to Trailblazer, which is kind of like it's kind of like a competition. Uh, and right now I'm running. Uh, I've unlocked the fourth, no fifth tier uh, of the league. Uh, so I'm currently receiving twelve times the experience points as normal. Uh, so it's insane. It's gone fast. It's like no time to grind. Exactly. I. It's done. I'm already max level uh, in strength. I am unstoppable now. Um, but other than that, I think it's just been that uh, on the side whenever I want to play a, you know, idle clicker kind of game. Uh, and then Phasmo and Crash. Michael, are you, have you been, have you still going with Inquisition? Uh, not really. <laughs> like... <laughs> Uh, it, like I was, I was enjoying it. Um, I haven't played a lot of games recently. I was getting through Crash. I've 
played a little bit of Miles, but I only got that on like Saturday. Um, and then, have I been playing anything else? I played a little bit of The Division uh, with a friend uh, to see what that was like because Ubisoft gave that out for like free yeah. a couple of months ago. Um, and I was quite surprised that uh, it's pretty decent. And I've heard that a lot of people abandoned The Division 2 to go back to The Division 1 and the servers are much healthier there. Um, it has better like end game, uh, but I'm not sure if he wants to play that anymore. And it's a busy, it's a busy life. Uh, I got my, my my new job is like fully underway. Um, I'm hitting the road this week. Um, I go to, I, I travel a lot now. Back in Western Australia, in my home state, I'm not quite in my home city, so I travel to my home city a lot, and that takes into my busy boy. Uh, game time as well. Uh, these are all the these are all the, the quandaries and qualms of the busy gamers. Well, if you're traveling a lot and not getting a lot of time to sit down at home and play games, then the Switch is your best friend. And the game I've been absolutely <laughs> smashing on Switch, and I don't know if I talked about it already, but I'm going to talk about it again because I'm still playing it and I'm literally playing it right now. And that's Hades. Did I talk about this already? I don't think so on uh, pod. Excellent. Hades is the best roguelike I've ever played. Really? It sounds like hell to get through. Uh, God, it's so good. Uh, If you like roguelikes, this is good. And it's... It's... The, okay, the gameplay. I'm gonna put this. I'm gonna pause and put it down because I'm. Is is this is this the Bastion <laughs> boy? Yeah. So this is made by Supergiant, who made Bastion. They made Transistor and some other stuff. And but I didn't know actually so until recently, callbacks. but this was in early access. Hades was in early access for ages, for ages. I don't know for ages because I heard about it in E3. I think like must have been like a year or two ago. And I was like, oh, cool. I love Bastion. That looks like a sick game. Like the art style looks good, and the music sounds good. And then it disappeared off my radar and then it released on, like, I guess they had their 1.0 release in the last couple of months. And I put it off because it was like 30, it was like a pricey, like, you know, you know, some games are like $10 and you're like, cool, I'll just chuck it out. This is like 30, 35, maybe, maybe even 40. Like it's just enough to make me go, oh, for a roguelike on the Switch, I don't know. But I bit the bullet and uh, got it and I actually... Is there a way to tell how many hours you put into a game? Yeah, it's on your account. So if you're at the home menu, you go up All and right, click your little look. icon. Your so little now you're top. Ah, yes. so overtaken Breath of the Wild. Uh, very possibly. Uh, played for 45, uh, 45 hours or more. Um, it is great. And I, I'll, if I had to pick out one exceptional thing about it, it's that... It's sexy. And when you say sexy, it's not like it looks cool. It's like everyone is thirsty for each other. Yeah, but that's just oh, great. Very horny. Um, the, no, they have managed to, and I've never seen this to such a depth in a roguelike before, a really interesting and gripping narrative. Like Binding of Isaac has basically none. Um, the other one I've played is Crypt of the Necrodancer has one, but it's very... 
like loose. It's like, oh, you're going down into the depths. Oh, you found you found your mom, and then you play as her and you find her mom. Like, it's not that important. But this has like, you have a reason Mythology. why you're. Yeah, it's like I mean, it's based on Grecian history and gods anyway. So like, it it plays on that predetermined knowledge, but there's an actual narrative going on in the story. But also just like the dialogue is so well written and they've thought of everything. Like I, I've I what I said, 45 hours plus, and I've only heard the same line of dialogue. Like that's only happened to me once at this point for a roguelike, which is insane. Um so basically as you keep getting out, you learn more and more about the story, and then uh it goes from there. And yeah, they just thought of everything like depending on what weapon you have, the bosses will talk to you differently and say like, oh, you've got that one. I remember this and that about this weapon. And like you learn a bit about history and that kind of thing. Um, and he, like, yeah, it, it's really good. And the music is great. Mwah. If you love Bastion's music, it's just like that in terms of like how it makes you feel. It makes you feel like a cowboy. Cool. <laughs> it, yeah, it's pretty cowboy. Like, I don't know. It's really good. They did a really good job. And it's just a great game to play when I go so like, we... to time. Because my wife and I went to your house. And was that your first or your second run? I don't remember. I've... It was either your first or your second run. And it was one of these moments where, Michael, you know what it's like to fight Adrian in a Nintendo multiplayer game? Oh, yes. <laughs> it was it like that. It hurts you on a physical and like a spiritual level. Like you never recover. Like an eldritch horror has sucked the fun from your life. And it's like second doesn't mean anything when I'm on my second lap and Adrian has finished the race. Uh, and it was like that. It was kind of crazy just watching this guy be like, oh, yeah, I'm just picking up this game, just giving it a try. Uh, so what I want to actually ask is, has it gotten monumentally harder or are you just like crushing through the rogueness of it? No, it, it actually gets easier, but you can add your own difficulty. So once you to, beat to get like a bonus kind of thing, yeah. So um, to get like more rewards, it's actually again, it's such a well thought out system, and and they're putting it into early access is really smart. So you have your weapons, you play through, you beat the, you, you start getting through, you know, the, the rogue like circle, and then um, once you've collected, so like as you go through each layer of hell, basically, you collect a reward at the end. But if you've already collected the reward, you don't get it again unless you up your heat, which is like various increases. Like enemies have 20% more health. Fight an extra boss. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. You do, you take 20% more damage. Like these little extra things called heat and each one you tag on, you get extra rewards. And you can like, it obviously just wants you to stack on a little bit at a time because it only gives you one reward per heat level as you go up. Um, but you can like go heat like 20, 30, 50, like, and make it that much more difficult for yourself if that's what you want to do. And one of my friends who plays it at work, he, he loves to brag. He's like, oh, I'm playing on like heat 15 all the time and it's so hard and I love it. But, um, yeah, it, it can be hard if you want it to be, and it can be easy. I'm at this point, I'm mainly playing for the narrative. Um, and just cause it's a good game to like zone out to doesn't require too much attention and it's just fun. Some of the stuff you can do. Um, Do you want to know the fifty heat speed run? 
I did watch a speed run of this, like a first run through speed run, but no, what, what's the speed run for 50 heat? 14 minutes in game time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that makes sense. I watched a IGN has a good series of devs reacting to speed runs and they, there was one for Hades, but the speed run was your first playthrough. So you have like no boons. You, your weapons are like aren't upgraded at all. They kind of smell like salmon. Yeah. Um, and that was like 20 something minutes, but that's still impressive because you have like no health enemies do normal damage. But I imagine at Heat 50, you've like got everything unlocked and you can like optimize what equipment you're wearing and all that kind of stuff. So that sounds about right. So the game expects you to die because that will then make the next run easier? Uh, well, it's a roguelike. You, yeah. You, you're, yeah, you're kind of expected to die. But you get you get um, currencies that increase your... Like you can increase your personal abilities or you can increase your weapons abilities or you can increase the chance of getting boons from certain gods because you buff yourself through the run with boons from zeus and poseidon etc and they all have different themes so poseidon has all his things depending on what ability you put it on pushes people away zeus does lightning um you know uh dionysus has like a tick damage thing and you choose pick and choose all these boons and then when you die the boons all get cleansed off you you reset but you pick up currencies on the way to make yourself stronger, so the run gets a little bit easier, and a little bit easier. Yeah, so it's not a, it's not a pure roguelike no. start from absolute zero. No, it's a what are they? Okay, road light, rogue light, or something. Because yeah. uh, it works into the story that, of course, you wouldn't die. Like yeah, well, you the, just yeah, come you, back. You come back to you go through the pool of sticks and come back to the start. It's actually yeah. it's a really funny dynamic. I'll, I'll give you the quick one one one. It's. You're, you're Hades' son. You're trying to escape hell because you're tired of being in hell. And Hades is like, haha, good luck. And every time you go, you die and come back, he just has like witty like quips at you. He's like, huh, back again, are you? Just... <laughs> it's it's really funny. It's really charming. Um, I I made sweet, sweet love to Thanatos. He is my bae. Um, oh. And uh, thank you for listening to the episode on Hades, apparently. Would you say it's a game for a busy gamer? Absolutely. The runs can be pretty short and also really long, but on the Switch, you can, like, I mean, you can pause, you can leave um, as need be. Yeah, definitely. Um, Is uh, right. that, I think that's, uh, that's more than enough of me talking for today. Is there anything else we want to discuss before we wrap up? Well, so you bought that for the Switch. Yes. I bought something for the Switch that uh, I haven't played. Ah, yes. I, ages ago, got the season pass to Pokemon Sword. And the final part of the season pass has come out, the, uh, some, the Crown Tundra. And I've been playing Pokemon my whole life. I've caught them all. I've slapped Mewtwo on the butt so many times. It's it's child's play to me now. And I haven't even updated my, like, Pokemon. I'm just... Not interested? I'm not interested. I'm finally over. I think that the Pokemon company, Game Freak, Nintendo, whoever, has finally done such a bad job that I'm just not interested like it's just doesn't appeal to me 
you're finally grown up. The kids' games aren't for you far. anymore. I am playing uh, the game that I was playing uh, 13 years ago currently. That, that so. means you were playing uh, an adult's game way too early, if you ask me. Yeah, RuneScape <laughs> was never for children. It was a way of life. We should have all had full-time jobs. <laughs> but So uh, you're not playing the DLC? I mean, I might play it eventually, but it's just, yeah, not... Not, not bringing you in, not enticing you. Yeah. Is it adding to what is what does the expansion actually contain? So it adds a whole new you know the wild area that you had in the in the base game. Yeah. So both DLCs essentially added different themed versions of that. Okay. Uh and so you've got a whole new wild area. You've got now you like where you know how there was Dexit so many Pokemon missing. Oh, yeah. I think now they're like they've for a price, they've added them back in. Um, so I think now there's only something like a hundred that are missing. Uh, so odds are you can get your favorite Pokemon. Might not be able to. Uh, and then, yeah, I was just like, eh. Like the new Pokemon, like the newest Pokemon rides another Pokemon. And it's like, that's kind of weird. We've had that before. No, but like, so the new legendary is like a prince. He's the crown of Crown Tundra. And he has a mount. He has a steed. And so you catch the guy and you catch his horse. That's kind of weird. That's like, it's like Jinx all over again. You're like, this is a person. (laughs) I'm catching a person. Like, yeah, like, I don't know. It's just... You know, you know what? Now that I'm really thinking about Calyrex, which is the legendary, it's just I like Digimon, but when I buy Pokemon, I want Pokemon. I don't want Digimon in my Pokemon game. The only Digi digital monster in my Pokemon game should be Porygon. That's I don't know. It's, it's like my whole life I've lived a life of being the very best like no one ever was that's i i'm mega matex on twitter like that's what i want my like internet persona to be your legacy like it's pokemon and then not it's just it's gone all like good tears in the rain must pass just like can i just pod- double check yeah is the new <laughs> Is the new legendary a rabbit with a big green bulb on top of its head that rides an ice horse? It isn't always an ice horse. It it can be a, sh- a dark type, a ghost type horse. But is it a rabbit, basically? Like a four-eared rabbit with long legs and little wings? Yeah, that's him. That's the guy. Yeah, he has no he has no business riding anything. Why is he on a horse? I don't. He, <laughs> I'm with horse. you now. I was like, oh yeah, he can be on a horse. Slow bro has a shelter on his. T- no. <laughs> it it's looks like just... fan art. Look, Pokemon yeah, has been yeah. inconsistent <laughs> since the start with that kind of thing. What? Why does Genghis Khan have like a child? <laughs> like, I think that's a similar thing going on 
I thought you said Genghis Khan, yeah, and I was like, Sorry, he's just, had meant... many children. <laughs> you know what I meant. Genghis Khan. Uh, there we go. Yeah, like, because there's some things that are play Like, that's kind of a playful thing. It was like, oh, why has he got a child? You know, it kind of looks a bit like Q-Burn. Hang on a second. Is there a relation here? Uh, and then there's other things where it's like you fuse you fuse other Pokemon. Like you get the dragon in uh, Gen Five, where it's like it, it was one dragon, but then it got split into three, and so you can fuse two of the thirds to make a more powerful Pokemon like that. And then yeah, like it makes sense of a fusion. Whereas this time, he's just hopped on top. <laughs> he's just on top of the other one. That's like hey, yeah, actually. In the rules of Pokemon, if someone pulls this guy out, is it fair game for you to pull out a Charizard and a Blastoise? Be like, no, 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 you've got two Pokemon, so this is a double battle now. Take it up with the Pokemon company. What, do you think they have any answers? you think they even think anymore? Sometimes. I, I think... Th- uh, I know you hate uh, Stuart Short and Shield. But I, th- I, I found it a good uh, re-entry for someone. So maybe they've just dumbed it down over time and they've stopped caring about those true fans who know that uh, Electrode is the fastest Pokemon in Gen 1. I didn't say that. He said I said he's one of the fastest. By well, now I look like an idiot. Thank you very much. And on that note, we're, we're going to get out of here. Tiny feet. <laughs> All I was saying was that in Gen 1, it's... Uh, speed and critical hits are tied together. So you want a fast Pokemon so you can get a critical hit. Um, yeah, look. It, I mean, let me end on a positive note then, if if you're already playing me out. Uh, if it helps, Sword and Shield is like the best for when it comes to making your own uh, like team on a technical level. So they, they got that for them. Well, thank you very much for listening, everyone. We... Uh... We went through a lot this episode. Uh, so let us know your thoughts. If you're down for the D&D Christmas special, I'm in. Let us know. If you've got some other ideas, let us know that too. We're on Facebook at No Time to Grind. Just give it a search. Uh, Twitch, no Mega Matt podcast. X. And uh, otherwise, thanks very much for listening. My name's been Adrian. I've been Mega Matt X. <laughs> and I've been Michael. We'll see you for our uh, Crash 3 episode in a couple of weeks. No time to grind. Every time I fire it up. Warped. <laughs>